सहनावतु सहनौ भुनक्तु सह वीर्यंकवाहै तेजस्वीनावधीतमस्तु मद्विषावहै ओ शातिशाति गुरुर्ब्रह्मा गुरुर्विष्णु गुरुर्देव महेशर गुरुरेव परम ब्रह्मा तस्म श्रीगुरव नम तस्म श्रीगुरव नम the 17th shloka repeat after me upendro vamana pramshuhu amoghashuchirurjitah atindra sangraha sargo धृतात्मायमो यम सो वी स्टार्ट विद दी हंड्रेड एंड फिफ्टी फर्स्ट वर्ड सो द फर्स्ट थ्री वर्ड्स विच आर इंडिकेटेड हियर आर इंडिकेटिंग वन पर्टिकुलर अवतार भगवान विष्णु हैज हैड the opportunity to come into the creation in various avatars the avatar is different from a person realizing because the person who is realizing does lot of effort to reach to that status but whereas avatar is born with the knowledge of being the supreme whereas the jeeva who puts the effort to understand and realize that he is the supreme is called jeevan mukta whereas avatara <clears throat> comes into this world with the distinct clarity and understanding that i am that supreme so in one of the avataras <clears throat> he was known as upendra now who is upendra upendra is another name for vaman avatar upendraha indram upagataha anujatvena iti upendraha indra was born unto <coughs> diti and our in our vaman avatar bhagwan he was also born to aditi and as he was born to aditi and he happened to be the younger one born after indra therefore his anujatvena <coughs> anuja means a younger brother agraja means a older brother anuja the dirgha in the end means a younger sister and agraja means a older sister 
So Bhagavan Vamana was born after Indra, therefore he is called Upendra. Upari Indraha Itiapi Upendraha. Indra means our buddhi. Each one of these organs are presided over by one deity. Our buddhi is presided over by Indra. Though for the external world, Indra seems to be the boss of all this equipment. All the equipments of our body, mind and intellect, he is the boss. But even that boss, the Indra, <coughs> functions only when he is closest to that Paramatma which is the consciousness within. And because of that closeness or proximity to Bhagavan, Bhagavan is also referred to with reference to Indra as Upendra. Like we commonly see, Upasana means taking us closest to Paramatma. Similarly here Upendra, Paramatma is recognized as Upendra because Indra is the closest one to Paramatma. Meaning the buddhi is the closest one to the Paramatma and with that buddhi alone that we can transcend body, mind and intellect. Therefore, he is called Upendraha. He is also known as <coughs> A.K. Also known as his alias Vamanaha. Vamanaha. <coughs> Balim Vamana Rupena Yachitavan Iti Vamanaha. Vamanaha because he had come in a uh, uh, young short form in the young Vatu form and Balim Vamana Rupena Yachitavan Iti Vamanaha. He came in the Vamana Avatara to ask of Bali, and that is where <coughs> in Hindi the word for sacrifice is Bali because. The, the sacrifices that were asked of him, so the sacrifice itself got sanctified by his name. That we even today call it as Bali. We are remembering actually the original one after whom the word sacrifice has been named. And he readily sacrificed because he was the great devotee. Do you know who his grandfather was? Bali's grandfather. <coughs> Good. Bali's uh, grandfather was Prahlada. So Prahlada also comes down uh, so pleased that usually it is the devotees who ask of the Lord, and here is the Lord who comes to ask of the devotee. And he really gives all that which was sought by the Lord. And the Lord pleased. He, he requests Bali that the Bhuloka, Bhuloka, the earth, is can be ruled by somebody else. But the Patala, the lower worlds, 
has to be ruled with somebody as great as Bali. Therefore, he requests Bali to go look after that the lower worlds for the Lord. So, he is in that form, in that Vamana Rupa, he had come in the uh, life of Bali and he had asked him of these sacrifices. Yachitavan iti Vamanaha. And in Kathopanishad, there is a mantra, Madhye Vamanam Asinam. In our heart, it is that consciousness which is in the Vamana. Vamana, as the Vamana, the most sacred one, seated, which illumines everything. That also is consciousness, is also known as Vamana. Upendro Vamanaha Pramshuhu. Pramshuhu. <coughs> Sayeva Jagatrayam Kramamanaha Pramshuhu. In the Vaman avatar itself, Bhagavan, after having asked three steps, that is one lesson to learn. Whatever, whenever we promise, fulfill the promise. And what is the wisdom? Never promise anything to anybody. <clears throat> so he he just asked for three steps. And Bali thought three steps. I have the entire earth. All that you want is three steps. Please take. And suddenly, Vamana, Bhagwan Vamana, he grew in such a speed. And they say that when he put his foot on the earth, the sun and the moon were like uh, his eyes. When he put the second foot on the heavens, the sun and the moon were to his waist. And when he put the third step on Bali, at that time the sun and the moon were around his calf muscles. So, if you can imagine the sun somewhere around his calf muscles, can you imagine how big the size must have been? So, he slowly, gradually grew in huge size. And the one and the only one who has that capacity to grow into this huge form from the small form because he is pervading in both aspects of that which is bigger than the biggest and that which is smaller than the smallest. And such one is called Pramshuhu. Upendraha Vamanaha Pramshuhu. Amogaha. <clears throat> Amogaha. Usually, you know, the interpretation of Amogha is something like irreplaceable. The, the, the word amogha is used in that sense. But here it is with little more depth to it. When we say amogha, that for which having been fulfilled, you feel that the purpose of your life has been fulfilled. Such an act is called Amogha. 
very rarely we come across such situations wherein you are so uh, inspired and your entire body mind intellect and entire being you know shouts out loud that that is the purpose that is the line and having completed accomplished that you feel so uh, at peace and that feeling is called amogha so here he says he is not just in the form of a being or in the sentient and the non sentient or the insentient that which has life and not that which does not have life but even in those that which have life that moment of inspiration and everybody gets that opportunity there are moments of inspiration we just don't follow it up with hard work we all get opportunities we just don't follow it up with good hard work that inspired moment when it crosses our intellect that inspired moment is called paramatma in expression whenever in our buddhi we have the most inspired moment that inspired moment is called the presence of paramatma now what is it that when achieved you will feel kritakritnyata kritakritnyata you 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 have accomplished that which you are born for there's only one thing and that one thing is called whether you call it god realization or self realization that is called amogha that kritakrityata is called amogha and when we get inspired to take that path walk that path that inspiration as well is the very presence of paramatma in our life so now in the various situations which could have led us to understand that inspiration like for example in gautama buddha's life he we all know gautama buddha's life until he was 16 he had never stepped out of his palace the kingdom knew that the king had a son but they had never seen him because very early as soon as he was born the astrologer had already predicted that your son has got an amazing horoscope and the chart has 12 houses and there is one particular house which is like the swinging house like even in our elections here we have those states right the swinging states similarly in our horoscope also there is that swinging one and which was quite uh, pronounced in buddha's life if the 
if the life's incidents do not lead him to you know adverse effects then he will become end up becoming a great king such an amazing king that the entire world will remember him and you know his glory will be amazing as a king but if that adverse effect happens in his life he can become the greatest monk greatest sanyasi buddhism the origin of buddhism buddha himself was predicted by hindu scripture <clears throat> so his father took a special care that up until he was 16 he had not seen anything adverse no failure nothing painful everything in the most glorious manner he had maintained it that on his 16th birthday the father himself have been holding my son the father says on your 16th birthday son whatever you feel like doing i'll gift you that whatever you want ask see it always comes back to the promise because the father promised for the 16th birthday and the son said i have never stepped out of these four walls when they were not just mere four walls that he was not you know put in a isolation the whole palace was like running in acres but i have never stepped out of this palace can i visit our kingdom so in that days tour uh, what do you call it here field trip getting into the kingdom was for his, for him the first time that was like a field trip so he steps out and his sarathi he keeps asking because he is seeing some such new wondrous things that he has never seen so he keeps asking what is this what is this and there are three incidents that shake him up Just three incidents and that one day of his 16th birthday the first thing that he sees is somebody who is sick imagine he has grown 16 years without seeing anybody sick he is all coughing up and you know looks like a a skin wrapped around the skeleton looks very feeble what exactly is that he says oh my dear buddha or siddhartha that is called sickness that is called ill health this immediate next question was would i also be going through it because it seems really very vulnerable state that he is not able to do anything or move anywhere still alive i can see it but there is so the sarathi he says everybody born is quite vulnerable to go through that experience another experience that he comes across he sees somebody who is old you know almost like a question mark bent down 
walking on a stick very feeble you know walking very slowly he says stop who is that what is that he doesn't even know that it is a human being he says what is that he says it's a human being but why is this human being unlike us all can you imagine the kind of uh, you know the brain waves on that particular day they must have been really in an amplified state and he being a keen observer was observing everything with a, with a very you know minute detail he was observing it it doesn't look like a human being why why is that lady you know bent so much this is that is called old age and she looks like a total different species because the skin is all uh, you know there are uh, what do you call that uh, there are all wrinkles all on the skin and then uh, you know she is bent down and this is that is old age so his next question was will i also go through that na anyo gatihi na anya gatihi there is no other way everybody who is born has to go through it if sickness doesn't claim your life before that otherwise you will have to go through that old age and then suddenly this charioteer stops his chariot and there is a procession there is a dead body being carried so the sickness in the old age that you are talking which will lead to this is this what it is he says yes now what do they do he says the one who was living in this body has already gone so the body will be cremated burnt and before siddhartha could ask now the charioteer had become smart he says yes everybody's body will be cremated whether it is a poor person or an educated or an illiterate or a king they will be cremated yours will also when times comes will happen that the whole night he is not able to sleep he is so restless if something like sickness old age and death can you know take my life away and i am vulnerable to it i don't think i i am in a stable platform i need to find that stability in my life and these three experiences were more than enough for him to give that inspiration that turning point in his life how many times have we seen definitely we have seen more than once all three of them does it feel any inspiring to us yes well said momentarily yes and after that it is lost again there is sant goswami tulsidas how many times the husband and wife don't fight with each other is there a time or a phase wherein you don't fight at all is there a family wherein does that thing doesn't happen it's quite normal right when two individuals are put together there will be that kind of a situation wherein there will be arguments there will be discussion there will be dialogue there will be discussion there will be argument there will be fight 
and they will be cursing each other stage. All these and the normal. They are normal, right? Now I'm not making it as a pre-assumed uh, statement. I'm just asking clarification. In your experience, what do you feel? Is it normal? <laughs> don't tell me that you are not married, therefore you don't know. You have definitely lived in a family, so you have seen them, right? So it's quite normal. Now, Sant Goswami Tulsi he loved his wife so dearly that he loved Ramji only after that. That dearly he loved his wife. And there was never a situation for them to argue, fight or anything. They, they had a very cordial lifestyle. And once she gets mad. And she was also a very sattvic lady. Not that she was a very tamasic lady or a rajasic lady. And then she had this as a habit that she would scold him. And uh, poor Namdev had her like that. His wife was like that. She just scolds him once. And all that she said was in, in uh, reprimanding him, that that much of interest that you are showing in me, if you can show 10% of it in your Lord, he will give you darshan. Shame on you. And that strikes him somewhere very deep. That he doesn't respond, he doesn't react, he just walks out of the house, out of his in-law's house, walks out and treads his path and then suddenly clicks. It clicks in his head that, you know, what my wife is saying is true. Instead of taking it personally, he, he, that moment was that turning point in his life, wherein that which has to be fulfilled, that inspiration was gained. So don't, you know, start assuming, Swamiji, we are not into the spiritual path because we are waiting for that paramatmic moment. We are waiting for that amogha moment to happen. So now the root word here, amogha, Muha or Moha. Amogha, where there is no Moha. The illusions have been completely shattered, wiped out, clean. Even when we have these inspiring moments, they are only temporary. Why? Because most of the time, it is an outside factor and what we get out from the outside factor is only a motivation. It just pushes us a little forward. And when we were growing up, we used to have this physics books, orange color, Rasnik and Halliday. Thank you. Rasnik and Halliday. We used to have these orange colored book and there was one classic question in that was about a frog. 
there is a frog which jumps on in from the well it jumps up you know two feet or three feet slips down uh, two feet and how many jumps would it cross the depth of the uh, well being so much and uh, the, the, the question so our life is like that in these moments of inspiration similar like that not exactly similar that we jump 2 feet and slip 3 feet <laughs> the frog at least jumped 3 feet and slipped only 2 feet we <laughs> jump 2 feet and slip 3 feet that we take it so personally these things that we get devastated how can my wife scold me first question how can my wife scold me in front of everybody third second question now third question how can my wife scold me in front of everybody that to my in-laws nak kat gaya nak is like you know they have been ashamed i have been ego has been you know hurt it's a very shameful situation we make it personal here to sant goswami tulsi das he made it totally impersonal looked at it as a statement of fact understood the depth found the inspiration never to turn back again until he found his rama many such occasions come in fact <clears throat> you know we are having this vip course and we just crossed you know 20 I and mean, there have been quite a few applications of which we have selected at least 20 of them one of the recent most i don't know that kid but the way he writes is that he mentions a movie in which the actor his he meets an accident and he is lying down in the hospital and they are showing his internal turmoil that he is going through and there is a a monotonous voice going in the background as his uh, turmoil so there is this uh, iceberg which is shattering breaking and it, it is like this this person who is broken up so there he reflects back into his life and there are those three or four moments in his life wherein he had that inspiration but did not work on it he had that moment he had that opportunity he did not work on it and he regrets having lost those you know moments and then they show his past history that he is the editor or the managing editor of the uh, top notch fashion uh, design the what do you call magazine how do you know how do you pronounce it e l l e that's it must be french ha no wonder you can just write one l and done with e l l e and you still say it as l anyways 
so he is and he has a beautiful wife and he has reached the top of his career and he has beautiful kids and, uh, and there are a lot of people that love him adore him in spite of having accomplished all those at that moment when it really matters what is he pining having missed those moments of opportunity that inspiration wherein he knew if he had worked on it he could have turned so this kid who has written that uh, he says in my life the first time i read that yep i found that inspiration first time in my life and if i don't work on it god forbid i end up in the same situation i would be reminiscing about this moment then which i don't want to we had asked them to write an essay statement of purpose as to why do you want to join and he comes up with this beautiful such a beautiful way to look at it so when we do get that opportunity what happens our moha our our delusions and the illusions born off of it we are encompassed we are swallowed by it that the moment comes we feel good you know i should do something after a cup of coffee <laughs> that one cup of coffee barbadi kar diya i'll do this you know after a nap i'll do this after a phone call and that inspiration is gone and it works in all different fields you know, when people are inspired and that that moment of inspiration if they feel like giving to that cause never say no because the moment they sleep on it and they come back they feel little uh, i thought i should but you know but since i have already promised i'll give you half of what i thought another couple of days delay then that moment of inspiration is gone and when you find when you hit that moment of inspiration i i pray i, I you know that when that moment happens in your life that may lord give you that strength and courage to drop everything else courage to drop everything and strength to work on that moment of inspiration and build your life to that and the highest inspiration is to find that self within that is the greatest kritakrityata of our life and that moment of inspiration that is given as the bhagavan's avatar in our own heart amogha upendra <coughs> upendro vamana pramshuhu amogha shuchihi shuchihi Bhagwan is called the greatest and he is the most clean auspicious shuchihi it does not mean that bhagwan is constantly wiping with the what is that you carry around ha sanitizer that you shake hand and then you immediately take it out and 
I don't take things very personally, but I had gone to New York, and there was this person that I met. It had, it has left a mark in my. I in a, usually I do namaste, and this person insisted that I should shake hands. And after shaking hands, immediately from the pocket takes out the hand sanitizer and cleans. <laughs> I felt like getting there, stepping in, and then giving him. Do you think I'm that uh, unkempt or unclean or something? You get my frustration though, right? When I was reading it, I was not, I did not even think of saying it today, but that Suchi immediately reminded me of that. If you look at Bhagavan Shiva, what does he wear? He is wearing a tiger skin. He is not wearing a sandal, uh, you know, the sandalwood powder or the sandalwood paste, the fragrant uh, sandalwood paste or he is not wearing the vanamala, you know, the fragrant flowers, he is just wearing ashes. And where does he stay? Smashana vasa. Smashane vasati, the one who lives in the crematorium. And what does it have to say? That Shuchi is not about where or what. Because even in the crematorium, like one kid has asked, as explaining the first shloka of our Guru Stotram in that class. And the kid said, if I understand this shloka right, what is the condition of a dead body? Is there Paramatma in that dead body? said, yes, Paramatma is there in that dead body too. Because I believe that the one who lives is the Jivatma. But what about the dead body? If in both the sentient and the insentient there is that Paramatma, in the dead body is there Paramatma? Said, yes, definitely. But not in a format which wherein we can recognize that Paramatma. Because in that format, Paramatma is in the existential reality. And that body cannot be retained in that existential reality, therefore has to be redistributed into its nascent form. When you, when you light the pyre, the space is released. The, the entire matter, earth, comes back to ash. The fire is withdrawn. Even the body still has some inherent fire in it. That fire is withdrawn. The water in the body is evaporated. In fact, it is the most healthy process. You don't know what kind of diseases and what kind of things that we carry. And then we bury. It only becomes the cause for worry. Things can be contaminated, but if you burn, everything of these five elements are released into its nascent existential reality. So, Paramatma exists in that dead body as well, 
दैट इज वाई भगवान शिव लिवस इन दी स्मशान स्मशान पवित्र स्मशान ऑल्सो इज पवित्र वी मे नॉट हैव दैट काइंड ऑफ अ माइंड सेट टू सी दैट पवित्रता so the pavitrata is not to do with just about the external cleanliness external cleanliness also is required because very recently i saw a mother telling the kid and the kid refusing that was like a delight to my ears the parents were telling and you know you have to go early to school tomorrow why don't you take shower now itself so that you can wake up and you know just brush your teeth and uh, go to the school and the kid said no i will wake up early if i don't wake up please wake me up i will take a shower in the morning and then go i said are wah here are the parents trying to corrupt the kid and the kid is trying to stay firm and the kid's claim was we learnt in the class in balvihar class we learnt in our class that you have to start your day with clean body and clean mind that was a moment wherein i had to pat myself good job beta you are reaching across somewhere even one person you can see the change shuchi hi external purity is also required but what is important is that we don't just stop there <clears throat> so today there was in one of the devi groups not today i think it was yesterday one of our devi groups we had this question why do we need to meditate why do we need to do this spiritual processes because in our hectic day to day life um, it becomes another thing added in that we have to spend 15 20 minutes for that we don't have time why is it that necessary my question was do you wash do you brush your teeth why is brushing teeth that important to keep uh, myself clean and hygiene i said thank you if not for you at least for our sake otherwise it would not be bearable can you imagine so you you clean your you know brush your teeth you clean your body and do you take shower yes before eating food and after eating food do you wash your hands yes why are all these important as much as it is required and important for us to maintain that cleanliness within it is equally important to maintain that cleanliness sorry without it has to be maintained within as well to maintain that cleanliness in our body mind and intellect constantly the cleaning has to be done how constantly as constantly or as regularly as we eat rather how as regularly as we breathe that regularly it has to be cleaned it has to be maintained that way why paramatma is the very expression of 
shuchihi therefore the english saying is cleanliness is next to godliness not just the outside cleanliness even the inside cleanliness shuchihi urjitah there may not be a connection but i see a connection so when you are tired especially on a long day and your day is not yet done you still have another 4 5 hours of hectic schedule waiting for you in the evening or late night and this works for me let's stand and take a shower and that shower immediately rejuvenates you at a physical level you clean yourself and it rejuvenates you urjitah internally when you clean yourself imagine how much more of urja urja meaning inspired existence urjitah the one who has the infinite strength and vitality urja means that strength you feel rejuvenated and revitalized paramatma is that urja is that vitality in each one of us there are certain anomalies like i remember somebody in my friends that they take a shower they feel sleepy <laughs> it it is an anomaly that you take a shower and you immediately feel uh, sleepy so my my advice to them was don't take a hot shower take a cold shower and you will feel that rejuvenated sense of being immediately i am not joking Five days of Kailas Yatra. The beginning, you know, you go up. Having gone there, uh, by the second day, you would realize how many bones, how many muscles, how many tissues exist in your body. Because each one of them would be sorely aching because there is no road. at least there was no road they are trying to build it and it is constantly jumping off of the boulders and climbing the steep hills and getting down and you are like constantly in a uh, you know the centrifugal machine or a pulverizer wherein you are constantly pulped and after five such hard days because after the third day at least the first three days you will not even be you'll be so tired that you will not get sleep does it make sense sometimes you cross that threshold and it is sleeping becomes an issue it's only after the fourth day that you have now accustomed yourself to that pain that even sitting in a vehicle you fall asleep with all this hardship 
you reach to the shores of Mansarovar. The Mansarovar uh, water is not at all cold. It is biting cold. <laughs> you can understand cold water, but biting cold is like you know the it 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 uh, hurts you like needles. And that is only in the first, uh, you know, thirty seconds. You bear that thirty seconds and enter in, go all the way up to here, and take a dip inside. You come back, and I mean, this is what I have observed three times. I have gone with you know, almost eighty people once. All of them come out saying. I am ready for another five day of hardship. All the hardships done, forgotten. Urjitaha. My point is, externally we feel that cleanliness and we feel rejuvenated. Internally you clean, how much more rejuvenated we feel. Not just internally clean, but internally connected with that source. And we have seen these Mahatmas work like that. Tirelessly they keep working. And I have at least seen one of them, so I can vouch for him. That whenever I visit anywhere in India or anywhere else, when I come across somebody and I say I am from Chinmaya Mission, I mean he has gone to places like Honduras. I was going through LA in the Cathay Pacific and there was this uh, you know, five, six group of them, they were going to Singapore and they were in that flight and they were inquiring, are you a monk? So I said, yes I am and the institution is called Chinmaya Mission. Is it named after the same uh, person, Chinmayananda? I said, how do you know him? You know, way back then. He has touched millions and millions of hearts. He has travelled incessantly for about 45 years until his vehicle stopped. And even at that moment in the last 10 years at least, in the last 5 years, that his heart was not functioning, his various limbs were not functioning, but he would get onto the stage and roar like a lion. So many times, many of us had asked him, where do you find that strength? A little headache and we want to sleep. Right? A little dental ache and we want to uh, take a break. Little common cold and we want to take a break. And he had like, no limb of his was working in a original condition. He had what? Twice bypassed, twice or thrice, twice bypassed and his un, below his knee he could not feel anything, his heart was functioning only 18%, he had diabetes and you can, uh, you can start listing things one after the other. He used to literally take a handful of colourful uh, little pieces, tablets. And he used to joke, 
my stomach seems to be more intelligent than me. I throw them in, I dump these into my stomach and they know where to, how to segregate. They have the amazing discriminative capacity. And he has crossed into what? When, while he was still there, we had about 22 countries, you know, Chinmay Mission established. We had about 300 Chinmay Mission centers. And it reached far and wide. I think he is the only Hindu monk or a Hindu to having stepped into Saudi Arabia for a lecture on Hinduism. <laughs> the king of Saudi Arabia invited him. I think he is the only one. <laughs> Are you kidding? <laughs> <clears throat> you are all on record. <laughs> See, he has touched, you know, he has even gone to China. It is just after the Indo-Chinese war, he even visited China. He addressed in the Chinese. So he has touched. One single person connected is so rejuvenated that can reach and do like a thousand man army put into one person. That is called Urjitaha. And Paramatma, once you connected, and this may appear like a myth or a, a fable of a story. I have known a Mahatma who has not had, he is still alive, who has not had food for almost about 48 years now. No solids, no liquids. And my mind is a skeptical mind. Though I am into the path of spirituality, my, I am myself a skeptic. So, the, I had met him and he is quite impressive personality too. So, I said, I would like to spend some time with you. <clears throat> so, I said, uh, I, let me, can I spend some time with you? He said, no problem. And I said, it will not be like a day or two. I would like to spend at least a month or two. Please come. And uh, I used to shadow him. Like, you know, the morning he would um, he would be up there. He, he wouldn't even sleep. He would be just sitting in the sofa there. I used to follow him around 4 o'clock. The whole day starts by 10, 30, 11 at night. You know, continuously one after the other work is being done. So after two months when I was taking leave, it is that time he looks into my eyes. Are you now satisfied that I am not surviving on food and water? That was one of my main motives to shadow him. Mary meekly said, yeah. Not that you require my approval, but uh, yeah, I did want to stay there to find that. I said, since we have started in this topic anyway, where do you get energy even after eating so much, you know, downloading and into the bottomless pit so much, we still don't find that energy. Where do you find your energy? And you still accomplish so much, much more than what we are accomplishing. So he said, your plug is connected to a small little tank. 
to your stomach. My plug is directly connected to him that I don't require any of this. I said, the day I realized that that connection is possible, I realized that I don't need to waste time on eating, cooking and cleaning. I mean, in his ashram, he, the, he feeds people. It is not that he entrusts uh, the same principle on everybody. I can do it, not everybody can do it. So, he feeds everybody. He, in fact, feeds about uh, five, six hundred kids. And, uh, you know, they have a school running there and he teaches them or he employed people to teach them and he feeds them food. Doesn't go out for fundraisers. Funds come in to him. And he says all this because of the direct connection to that main urja. That, that is constantly is vitalized. Urjitaha. Upendro vamana pramshuhu ramoghasuchi rurjitaha. Atindra sangraha sargo dhritatmani amo yamaha. Atindraha. Atindraha. Beyond Indra, we have already seen Upendra and it is a similar meaning with a different usage. Atindraha, the one who is beyond even Indra, the one who controls Indra and the other gods. That consciousness which controls the mind, intellect and the rest of the organs, that consciousness is called Atindra. Sangraha, Sangraha. The one which maintains cohesively everything in a comprehensive state. Sangraha. Sometimes to create something is very easy. After having created, to maintain it and contain it is a difficult job. Like on a on a political platform. If you look at the invention or the discovery of the nuclear potentiality. Of course, we should give credit to those scientists who have found it. Finding it was not a big deal. Now there is such a chaos to contain it and maintain it. Now, one cranky fellow somewhere there, you know, presses one button, all that it takes. And the entire world can be in chaos. And this statement I am making because I just heard the North Korean and the US deployment and uh, South Korea wanting to empower itself with nuclear weapon, Japan wanting to empower itself with nuclear weapon. It's like a nuclear race happening there. One madcap. To create is easy. To maintain and sustain it is difficult. That took comprehensively and keeping it cohesively. Having created this beautiful universe, 
to maintain it in this cohesive manner can you imagine what kind of a management guru he must have been or he is the one who maintains everything cohesively comprehensively together that the sun rises in the east at that precise time so much so that we can predict it years ahead of time if you look at the panchang the hindu almanac it is predicted about what even 100 years ahead of time and it happens in that precision imagine yourself to be the sun just imagine indulge me in that imagination move along by the second week into doing our job as sun we would have said here figuratively and literally meaning i am already feeling burnt up boy this is a boring job i have to continuously keep giving light and you know it's don't i get a break and we start complaining after the first month it's a thankless job nobody even acknowledges what i do nobody says a thanks nobody greets supposing you make a very good meal you cook a very good meal for the entire family or there are the guests or somebody the family or the guests they come but they don't even eat anything that you have made oh we sorry we just had something you know so they are not feeling hungry and you put in so much of effort in making it how do you feel at that moment give me a word for that moment angry frustrated disgusting right now imagine the sun thanklessly doing his job every sunrise is a unique landscape isn't it he is bringing his best to dazzle the world and how much of the world is even ready for that dazzling how many of us even look at that sunrise do we and still without feeling frustrated without feeling disgusted without feeling angry does his job entire nature and its natural forces function flawlessly engineer designed by him and he keeps everything in balance and what an amazing system that he has created that all this sentient beings not just human beings all the sentient beings have to survive on water don't we and he has a natural recycling system 
that the water evaporates and the water condenses and it rains and then it forms into the rivers, rivulets, pools, ponds, lakes and it feeds the underground water system and by the time it reaches you back again, it is no more that filthy water that we have drained. It has been revitalized, it has been recharged with all the minerals and everything in it. What a beautiful system. Meaning it is the same waters that we are drinking that even Bhagwan Krishna, Bhagwan Rama must have been using. If you can if you can think about it in a totally different way. I'm not talking of this very particle of water. Water as such. It is nothing but, but there is no new water being created. It's the same water which has been there for about 4 million years ago, 4 billion years since. Now what an amazing creation that he has created and kept it comprehensively together. The food chain, I think in my own audacity that the only mistake in God's creation as the human beings. Because the rest of the universe maintains its balance. We are the only ones who tend to destroy that balance. The one who keeps everything samgraha, the one who keeps everything together, comprehensive and cohesive. Sangraha. Atindra Sangraha Sargo Sargaha, the one who constantly keeps this creation with its newness as its consistent nature. Sargaha is to create, not just create, but to create and maintain its newness in it. So the fall season the entire nature loses all its leaves. Actually, last month itself, they had declared winter is done. I think the Groundhog Day or something, hog must have come out and for so much of not believing in such superstitions, they believe in a Groundhog Day. And the hog comes out and it declares that winter is done. But the poor trees are get confused. They think that the spring has arrived and they start releasing the small, small, tiny little... And suddenly it goes down into again 32s and 30s. And again the tree goes like, you know, uh-oh. Too early. Let's withdraw. Let's wait for the warmth. And now, now also it is cold, obviously. You can start seeing the spring season. And that is one of the best shades of green. Best shades. And the moment you look at that shade, there is such a peace that, that just covers you up from within. 
there's a warmth in that piece such tender beautiful leaves i'm just asking do you even have time to just see those leaves dekho just take a stroll stop by look at that pinkness in that leaf look how changes into the you know there's a reddish uh, little color hue in it and how it changes gradually into that light beautiful depth of green and then starts darkening and he has created everything in such a beautiful balance which gives everything that newness every single cycle of creation 6 billion oh no now we are what 7 billion okay 7 billion population and 7 billion of us unique in the specimen in the specimen called homo sapiens 7 billion and each one is unique each one has a unique ear shape each one has a unique uh, facial shape each one has a unique finger uh, print each one has a unique buddhi each one has a very uniqueness of using it as well what newness of creation that newness in creation as the creation surges forth is called sargah dhritatma niyamo yamah dhritatma dhritatma the one who can uh, support himself the one who can control himself there is nothing else that can control him or support him he supports himself dhrita to support to control atma supporting the self now from the paramarthic standpoint when there is nothing other than him so the one supported and the one being supported and the support all of that is nothing but paramatma alone now at a very vyasti point not even at the self realization point even if we are born as twins each one is born at their own time individually we enter into this world alone and we leave alone in between why do we get so desperate we don't require any other support from outside if we can tap into that support within find that support within latch on to it firmly when i say within what do i mean that conscious principle that stable platform within wherein the mind and intellect also has to take support from once we get to that stable platform within then you however overwhelming the outside tamasha happens we can sit back 
and really watch it like a comedy what is that uh, shakespearean novel comedy of errors we can watch this entire jagat moving like that our problem is that we become serious instead what we should become is sincere there is a difference seriousness comes with pressure sincerity leads to pleasure meaning happy bent of mind be sincere not serious there is nothing worth getting serious about and there is everything worth being sincere about and we can understand that when we latch to that stability within dhritaatma how do we do that two steps yamaha niyamaha the first step is yamaha control and discipline the organs of perception and action do we have control what we eat what we see what we hear what we smell what we taste what we touch there is this beautiful mantra shanti mantra bhadram karne bhishrunyam devah bhadram pasye makshabhir yajatrah ಸ್ತನುಸ್ತನುಸ್ತನುಸ್ತನುಸ್ತನುಸ್ತನುಸ್ತನುಸ್ತನುಸ್ತನುಸ್ತನುಸ್ತನುಸ್ತನುಸ
to perceive that auspiciousness is called yamaha niyamaha to have the mind which is dedicated the organs of perception and action are disciplined the mind is dedicated and the intellect is constantly focused with clarity when these three can happen then we can support ourselves once we know how to support ourselves such one can step outside in support of the rest of the creation dhritatma niyamo yamaha and if a life full of life full of experiences are to be put forth the only worthy effort is in realizing this and in continuing he says vedyo vaidya sada yogi vaidya sada yogi viraha madhavo madhuhu viraha madhavo madhuhu atindriyo mahamayo mahotsaho mahabalah we'll see the meaning tomorrow om purnamatah purnamidam purnat purnamudachyate purnasya purnamadaya purnamevavashishyate om shant shant shantihi हरि ओम श्री गुरुभ्यो नमः हरि ओम